check, check, check. Okay, there we go. That's better. And then do that one. Oh, oh my god. Broly. Hey. That's enough of that shit. No. Um, I'm here with Lindsay. Yes. Greg. <laughs> yes. You. And Ken. Yes, sir. Um, and today we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, what's the best concert you've ever been to? The worst injury you've ever had. But first, I think Ken had um, a question for the group he wanted to, to ask. So, uh, yeah, let's get started. Yeah, it's something I think everyone can kind of relate to because, especially in California, not every state Somebody buys cars like New York City. You probably don't own a car, but Californians, we all need a car. So I remember my first car wasn't until after high school, actually. I never had to drive anywhere for myself. So it wasn't until I joined the Navy. was actually making money until I bought my car. It was a 2004 Pontiac Grand Prix, which, by the way, Pontiac isn't even making cars anymore because I think it was like in 2013 or something like that. I don't remember what year they had that massive, like, 25-year recall for the, the fire block. Some it was, like, from 1985 no, to 2013. It's, like, a huge block for of... what? The fire block wasn't built correctly. What's a, what's the what's a fire so block? So it's the block between the engine and the cab. What a fire... I didn't know yeah, that was a car part. Either. Yeah. What? Fire so block. if the engine caught on fire, if your fire block isn't working properly, it would spew flames into the cab. Seems yeah. like an important. Wow. It's a very important yeah. part yeah. of the car. So it was a massive recall, and all of them were recalled up until 2014, which was my car, which is a 20. Oh no, I'm sorry, not till it was 2003. Sorry, my car was a 2004, and it wasn't in that recall. Yeah. But at that point, the the company's done. You know. Yeah. You when can't you have recover to from that. Two and a half decades of oopses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I bought it for 9,500. From one of my coworkers, it was a used car. Uh, it only had like twenty five thousand miles on it, and uh, I remember at the time because I still wanted to talk about too is like current like the economy at the time, what you were making, what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So I was in the Navy, and I was making roughly eleven hundred dollars a month, just nothing. Year, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So you know, it was just kind of a cool little thing I had popped up in my mind, and to kind of um, relate that today, 9,500 in today's value is $13,343. What year was it? 2005. It was 2005? It was a 2004 and I bought it in 05. You got it, oh yeah. shit. Wow, and how long did you have them for? I had that car until 2010. So I did it for five years. That's not bad, that's not yeah. bad. It's paid off and- D- Did you do any like, um first car mistakes like just speeding oh, yeah. tickets fucking so, hitting the curb all the time kind of thing well i didn't know how to parallel park because in palm springs and and uh anaheim area you don't really need to parallel park too often unless you're like down down downtown santa Ana or something like that but um the biggest one was because i was in the navy still and i went on deployment 
so I had nobody to, to really take care of the car, so I just parked it in a lot that they have for long-term parking for sailors. So I parked it there, and I didn't unplug the battery, so it completely drained the battery. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't start my car for one, and then when I actually got it started, I jump-started it and got a new battery, uh, there are so many problems with it, because it's right off the sh- uh, right off the shore in um, Fort Wayne, Amy. And so all the salt water corroded pretty much mm. everything in the engine. So oh, as soon as I turned it on, dude. the uh, the auto tensioner, which is the belt that turns everything in your car, so that's your your brake, your alternator, just everything. It just yeah, it just snapped. <laughs> so the auto tensioner wasn't working, so I didn't have any AC to have really much working on the car. So yeah, that was like three thousand dollars <laughs> later to get it up and running. That's gonna suck because like you know those cars, you know, like if you drive in like Wisconsin or Minnesota mm-hmm. where they salt the snow, yep. that's gotta mm-hmm. wreck your car like every oh, yeah. year. That's why uh, car washes have undercarriage wash. Not in California though. Oh, that makes sense. It's to wash the salt right. off, just to rinse yeah. all that off because mm-hmm. that'll just corrode the shit out of right. your car. So was it was it Dunzo? Like I'm picturing the, you know, like the the barnacle animals from Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean too. Like it wasn't that and... bad because it's only for six months. But oh. in that six months, that that amount of damage happened, and it wasn't cycling the engine. There was no oil being ran, no fuel. How was the fire block? How was that? Um, I don't know. It wasn't O four, so it was fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I drove it from Fort Wayne, Amy, all the way to Anaheim, and I got stuck at a parking lot because it wouldn't turn back on. Ouch. <laughs> I didn't, wasn't really aware of how bad it was. What are you supposed to do? Like, like put a, did you put a cover over it? That would have been. I good did, idea. but it's on the on the on the coast, so the winds just blew it off. Oh wow! Yeah. I mean, that, that that's a pretty advanced concern for a first yeah. car. Right. You know I mean, like, you, right? No, how old? How old are you? I was. I was 18, 20. 19, yeah, yeah, 20. You're not thinking about that. You don't know enough. Yeah. You know, right. Like a 45-year-old, 50-year-old dad would know all the shit. Yeah, I should have probably asked my dad. Right. Who's a master mechanic. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he like just beat you with the stuff when you <laughs> no, came he just home? just shook like, his head. He's like, yep. <laughs> That'll do That's it. There's it. <laughs> your problem. <laughs> you should have consulted me. I'm a master mechanic. Yeah, right. <laughs> your own dad. <laughs> One of these days on a podcast, you'll be thinking about me. <laughs> that was my first car. Yeah, first car was a 19... <laughs> turning back the clocks, man. 19... You talked about 2004. 1982 Honda Civic. And nice. I was... Probably still rusted. 16. Yeah. I thought the green one... That was like my second car. Really? Yeah. So you no, know you had a Civic? So the first one was one where... Oh, I was not living at home. Oh, okay. Okay, that's probably why. Yeah. It was this white, like, dingle car. It got me from point A to point B. Great. Sure. I love the heck out of it. You know, I didn't, I don't think I even had a job at that time. So, you know, dad probably got it for like a can of beef stew or something at the time. I don't know <laughs> how we got it. I think he got it from a coworker. Um, but I remember doing my homework in the, in the car with the dome light. I mean, I had space in the house doing my homework, but I felt like really attached to it. Is your space? It was. It felt like, you know, my biggest piece of my biggest the item that I even owned right. at the time when it was the so first cool. thing that was actually yours yeah I mean I had a lot of things that were mine but something that big and right. significant I mean as as bad as the car was it was probably more valuable than any, anything else I had um, but the thing about the car I don't think it had ever passed a smog check and, and, it's, <laughs> and it's, so there was we would I think I was the only one of my friends at the time who had a car 
and we would I would drive my friends to like the arcade and all the stuff that we did at that age. Sure. And the problem with it is if you left it idling at a stoplight for more than like say 13 or 14 seconds, smoke would start to come out of the back like a plume. And it <laughs> like was the just, smoke monster from Lost. <laughs> yeah, like imagine that but white, white colored, white oh colored smoke would just would would come out and just not stop. What would, it, what would it smell like? Uh, oil? Well, that's we had, oil burning. We had, isn't it? I think the oil was burning. Yeah, we had the windows up, so we couldn't. Oh we God. couldn't smell it. And in fact, at some point, you couldn't even see because it would, <laughs> it would cover both sides of the window like you were Batman <laughs> trying to escape from a scene. Greg vaping before vaping. <laughs> we get it, you vape. <laughs> it, it looked like a hot box gone wrong or something. <laughs> I got pulled over every day. <laughs> So I, what was weird is when you were at the light, you had to do some weird finesse. You had to put it in neutral, then alternate between the gas oh and the brake to get the engine to do a weird thing to get like, I don't know if the smoke got sucked in, but then it was bizarre. You <laughs> caught the attention of everybody, but um, yeah, that was my like, I had that for a while. And um, yeah. When, when did you move job. on to the green, was it a Mazda? Yeah, I had a green Mitsubishi after that Mitsubishi. for like oh my gosh, like fifteen straight years, yeah, over two hundred thousand miles. So, but but, but I mean, did, did you just sell the Civic? Is that what you did? Oh, I don't know. I think it just disintegrated. <laughs> it just, <laughs> it just parked it and just melted in the dust. Yeah, the DMV was like, "Where did your car go?" And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't see it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just evaporated. I got it's bad. What happened to it? But yeah. It's just like the pink slips like on the concrete. Like you know that movie was it fifty two grams where they say like the soul weighs fifty two yeah. grams after, after your death, like the weight of a car after it dies is and just and just your CD book yeah. of your, 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 that zip up thing of CDs is just on the ground. Case right. logic, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in an empty parking spot and, and the pink slip on top. Yeah, good old car. Um, my first car was was that uh, nineteen eighty five. Cutlass Sierra Oldsmobile, that purple one, the one with that mauve. Yeah, mauve. dude, it went through. So it had a tree fall on it. It had everything just smash into it. The funny thing about that um, is, before that car, you know what my first car was going to be, and I went a whole year without a car just because I kept saying no. You remember the white Buick? dad had oh yeah here's the thing dude it was a fucked up so our dad has this thing that i guess men get once they hit their <laughs> 50s which thinks they can just rebuild every car they see <laughs> and so they get these cars and they think oh if i fix this up that will double the value they, i don't know what delusion anyway so there's this buick and it was just this fucking whatever of a car it was a shit different colored fenders and whatever but the worst part is is he would take us to school in it when he had we had like three or four totally normal cars but he would take he would use our car trips with the, i'm like dad we have to pick up daniel and chris and ray why are you doing this to me like but the worst part about that car was that if you turned left <laughs> yeah. if you turned left more than like 15 degrees 10 degrees it would, the wiring, it would just honk. And not just like yeah. honk, it would go. So if you're making wow. the left turn, it would go, ah, <laughs> ah. Oh my And of God. course the drive to school is like all left turns. <laughs> and so every morning he would do that. And then of course, 
in the school when he drops us off yeah he makes like a nine point turn back so it's just me and greg have to be like walking back and huh okay bye dad okay oh uh, yeah, yeah bye dad <laughs> uh, okay bye dad uh, and our dad making that long left turn down the Dude, that was the worst, dude. That was the worst. And then when I turned 16, he's like, well, if you want a car, you can do that one. I was like, I will just not drive yeah. <laughs> until I get a different car, dude. So that was that was almost my first almost car. And I was like, no, and my, I was like, dude, well, let's just cut it. Right. Let's just, the horn, yeah. But mom was like, no, for safety. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> like, I'm honking 90% of my drives. Everyone's yeah. out of my way. What, what do you... If ever you had to actually use the horn, I, I would rather just, you cut the wire, and then if you have to use it, roll down your window and just shout at people. <laughs> yeah. Like, move. <laughs> Jesus, dude. It was also, it's a Buick. That's a cast iron chassis. It, right. I would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I definitely remember how embarrassing that was. Oh, like, dude. him driving away and just like... Constantly beeping at you, dude. Then you just hear honking. You honk, everyone turns their heads. because <laughs> yeah, all your friends are with your backpacks. You're all going walking up to school <laughs> in the like, parking lot. At, at, at our age, we were especially sensitive to embarrassment. Sure. So in your head, you're make, like, I'm just sure that no one gave a shit. No, no one cared. But in your head, you're thinking how many stories I can create. If uh-huh. someone asks me about uh-huh. it, I'll say, "Oh, my dad just wanted to give me my lunch." You try to get my ten. You you, know, you come up with. 10 or 12 different scenarios excuses in, in your, but at that age you're just so like embarrassed yeah you know? that's what m- mom said she did that too she picked you up in the, in the Volkswagen yeah and I she think... intentionally beeped and honked at oh, all yeah. your she kids just to make people, fun like... and I would duck and I literally would crawl <laughs> I crawled into the back seat and would lay on the floor so no one could see me and mom would honk at people so that was so funny and I was so embarrassed <laughs> I actually remember speaking of embarrassment just on the sidetrack I remember when um, I went on one of those like school Field trips to, yeah, I was doing one of those school trips where you go to like New York and Boston and things like that. Um, and mom couldn't chaperone and they wouldn't let me go without one of them going. So mom had dad go. So dad was my, was my chaperone that trip. And essentially I thought it was a good idea because he would give me all money and, you know, mom would be mom. But it was a terrible trip. Long, <laughs> long story short, though, one of the things that, that dad did, which I think he still does, is when he sleeps, he like puts his hand right here on his chest. Yeah. Like just to like, hold his hand like he wears one of those button shirts and he like the top one is unbuttoned so he rests his hand there and i remember he was it's like the al bunny but for the chest i've done that it's actually comfortable yeah and i remember i mean that was what fifth fifth grade eighth grade i can't remember now but um he did that we were on the bus and of course you know mouth wide open snoring with his hand there and I was getting made fun of, and all my all my, well friends with people, they were like, "Why is your dad sleeping like that? Why does he sleep with his hand like that? Like, why is it?" And I was like, "He has a heart condition." <laughs> <laughs> and they all stopped, yeah. They all stopped making fun of me because <laughs> I told them he has a heart condition. How old were you? I was, I think I was like I think it was an eighth grade trip. Oh my so God. I think it was eighth grade. I think it was like an eighth grade New York Boston. Oh. But I was so, he, they were like, he's so, so he's weird. dying. Yeah, I was like, why is he sleeping like that? I mean, I you're like, at that preteen age, so yeah. So I was like, definitely embarrassed. It was all embarrassment. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, he has a heart condition, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, and they all felt bad. And I was like, yeah, that's right. And yeah, I, I think I told Dad that like years later, but it's so funny. And now he has a heart condition. And now he has an actual heart condition. Uh, uh, we're good. Go ahead. Good. So, what's your first car? Um, so, my first car, which you know, was the uh, teal green. 2003 Nissan Sentra, which was your ex-girlfriend's car. Yeah, that was weird. Dude. 
girlfriend at the time and my parents it was a graduation gift when i graduated high school because i ended up going to college in monterey which is six hours up north so i needed a car right and um, she was selling it at the time, and so they ended up buying it from her. But <laughs> shortly after, you guys broke Dude, up. Yeah, me and Megan, we were together for like five years, and then she's like, "Oh, does your, does Lindsay want a car?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." So she sold it to Lindsay out for like, a, and then like a week later, a week and a half later, her and I broke up. Awkward. Yeah, and so then like, for how, how many years ago was that? Like ten years ago, or eight years ago, or something? That was ten years ago. Yeah, I think. that was 2012. Yeah. yeah. So for the last nine years, like I would see Lindsay pull up in the car, be like, Meh. "Okay, it's not Megan." Weird. It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So yeah. So that, that was, was first crazy. car, 2012. Yeah, and I had that until recently in August is when I bought my brand new car now, um, it, which is the Honda CRV 2021. It's so a big the, upgrade. Yeah. So the yeah the um, the Nissan Sentra it was a gift, parents, but this is the first car that I've like I bought and right. like have and like have insurance and I. I did all the things and now I'm making car payments like a big adult. It's your adult car. It's my adult car, it's yeah, and car. it's so nice. And I kind of have that, which is weird because uh, for as long as I had the Nissan Sentra, obviously there was memories in it, like breaking down and all these oh, things man. in the, you know, like 3 a.m. Coachella. Yeah, th- yes, I went to Coachella so many times in it, nice. which I don't know if you remember the year on Coachella where the stick, um, like the park drive thing got stuck when we were in line to oh, I do check in. Oh my God. It got stuck and there was people like, you know, pile behind me and I couldn't unlock it to go t- into drive to drive forward. Yeah. And we end up somehow we Googled it and there's like a shift lock apparently is a thing yeah. in cars. And so we had to like undo the little latch inside and get a paper clip and push the button and then Greg fixed it. And we, Oh my God. It's it, what you use to tow automatic cars. Yeah. But, and I don't Instead know Instead of how, putting a neutral, you, you unlock the shifter. Yeah. And I don't even know how it locked. From uh, from underneath? No, no, no. There's a little door right next to the shifter. You move it over. Literally and this, literally this small. Yeah. Get the fuck. And on, it on unlocks the shifter. The shifter. And so you, it might have like receded and like actually dropped. Wow. While yeah. you're driving. While we, yeah, it was That's while we were, up. we were. It was like stopping. <laughs> in when, line of Coachella. In line, yeah, yeah we're like, uh, you know. Not McDonald's. Back and forth, yeah. <laughs> Good old Google though, man. That's awesome. Yeah, because we, I was literally like gonna break it. I was like trying to shove it. Yeah. Like just drive. Like I was, and then I was like. Greg, I think you were in the car ahead of me or the car in front. And I, and I had my two friends in the car with me. And I was like, tell him I can't move. And I was like, get him. And like, and I was like, I can't move. And then like, I had to have the car behind me go in front. Like, there were so many bad things with that car. So it's as many like fun and like bad experiences I had. I never actually like, which I realized when I got this new car a couple months ago, I never had like an attachment to it. Like it was like my baby until this car. Now that I've had when I got right, in August, right. it's like, oh, I love it so much. Like I would totally spend like all the time in it. Like what you with your, the light on and the doing homework in your car. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I will like sit in my so car and cool. go on drives. You have, a, you have a Honda CRV. I had a Honda. Can you see? <laughs> <laughs> Honda D U S T. Yeah, so so yeah, so now I like it, but yeah, that definitely in memories and all these cars, which is which is pretty yeah. cool, cool to reminisce on. Yeah, I don't have a car now. <laughs> My car died. You definitely need one. You're in yeah. between cars yeah. right now. Yeah, transmission transition. transition, transition. <laughs> all right, that's what I'm in. You got the one wheel. <laughs> I have one fourth of a car. Of a car. <laughs> I have a lot of coworkers who don't have cars right now, just because they're either biking or yeah. they're getting, working from home. Working from home. Yeah. yeah, it's like they go, "Why am I spending all this money?" Right. What you should do is is find one of those old like Cutlass Sierras and soup it up. Like just put, <laughs> put a bunch of money in it. Put one of those diesel horns. In Dude, it. you know what I want to do on April Fool's Day is like you and Lindsay take Dad out to like. Uh, 
Oh, carriage doesn't exist anymore. Norms. And norms or some yeah. shit. And while you guys do that, I'm going to wire his fucking horn in his car <laughs> to beep every time he turns left, dude. I, and then we'll see. We'll see. You, you. So I, I bet, though, don't you think he was probably just as embarrassed? No. What? Uh, no, well, probably not. No. You would think. But, no. But him, he has a no different shame. personality where he loves They it. don't have... Greg, okay, for Halloween, was it a week ago? Yes. Give, or, yeah. give or take, dude. The kids went ding dong to get to, to for trick or treat. Whatever. Dad opens the door in his underwear to give them candy. He goes, <laughs> oh, oh, here, yeah, here, here. Nice. And so mom's nice. like, what are you? That's how you get arrested. <laughs> you can't. You don't open the door to children in just your fucking white underwear to give them candy, dude. What? And he's like, what? Jeez, I don't. They want to can- trick or treat. Dude. No, dude. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't have trick. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They're both the same thing in here. <laughs> you gave me an option. Yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't. Put the lotion in the candy that. bag. <laughs> he just doesn't comprehend that. It just doesn't. It just doesn't register to him that it could be embarrassing. Yeah. Right. Like, there's nothing embarrassing well, to part, him. Part of me wants to, like, when I do get to be that age, part of me wants to be, like, I don't care. But then on another part of me, it's like, well, up to a certain point. A li- yeah. yeah, you I, I, should I, care I don't want to be like open the door for kids and give them candy in my underwear, not care. But I do want to have a level of not care to where it's like, I, I'm not, you know, anxiety. I'm not self conscious care. Yeah. yeah. About like, oh no, are, the, are, they, are they talking about me or yeah. Yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, follow the law. <laughs> I, I just want to be not a pedophile. Uh, well, I've already forewarned the- Steph that. I'm gonna be the angry, like grumpy neighbor. Oh, like the get off my lawn! Dude, you, you, already, my lawn. <laughs> you, you already get that way with the the kid who yells and screams. Oh, dude, fucking Danny! Uh, God, D- Danny! Yeah, Danny. He's I don't my know who Danny is, but he already sounds like an asshole. Yeah, yeah, dude, I, that's all I need to say. Yeah, because I feel like if yeah, Danny is a, is an annoying kid until he becomes older and they, and he's like I'm referred to as Dan. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You want to know the re- I think what damn flew- is that why I'm Ken now? Yeah. Yeah. Of Holy Kenny. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and fucking Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what? You know what unfairly influenced my opinion of Danny's is Ninja Turtles the movie. Oh right. Danny. Danny. That, that guy. God. Danny. Danny. I've had the whole yeah. city for you. Steals the $20 bill and shit. Are, are Fuck that right? kid. And then he tells them okay, where Splinter is. Fuck that kid. Fuck <laughs> Danny. Rats out the turtles, no pun intended. See that? Yeah, that was, Rats see that? out yeah. the Rats turtles. <laughs> so that brings us to the question of what has been your worst injury in your life? We'll just kind of go backwards. Yeah, I was going to say, I can go first because I've never, knock on wood, I've actually never broken anything. So I don't have like a crazy... Even like a, a cut or a gush or a sprain no, or No, nothing. The only thing I can think of... A heart? <laughs> my heart <laughs> yesterday when there was no milk for cereal. <laughs> um, I used 2%. <laughs> no, the, honestly, the only the injury only I can think of is when I was playing soccer and I just hurt my ankle really bad. I think I was... Someone did like a slide like attack on me. <laughs> Slide tackle. Slide tackle. Slide, slide, slide tackle. Okay, Mario Strikers. <laughs> Someone pushed A and B at the same time. I don't know. But yeah, they like slide tackled me and I just like, I just rolled my ankle really badly. Sure. I, yeah. So then I was out yeah. for like a couple weeks and it was just like swollen really bad. But that's all. It, 
I've yeah, like I said, not going never broken anything. So your oh no, your back didn't go fully out; it just started to. Yeah, and yeah, just like a month ago, my back like hurt a little bit. Well, that's it. So I'm I'm still pretty spry, but you know, someday I'll have that story. I'm sure. Yeah, for me, I think there's there's different types of pain, um, and I, I just my personal experience, I would classify it either as like a sharp acute pain, acute pain, yeah, or a dull torturous pain. Sure. And I, I would say, like, the worst prolonged torturous pain was when I had a condition called gastritis, which is essentially like a stomach ulcer. Yeah. And having to deal with that for, you know, eight or ten continuous hours, not being able to... It's like the, the hole in your lining? Yeah, essentially, it's like, yeah, it's like a hole or a, like a burn, essentially, in, in your stomach lining. So your stomach acids get into that, and it's just... Imagine pouring acid inside of your stomach. I, it's just... It's an excruciating pain, and I think the fact that you can't do anything about it, you can't hold it, right. you, you can't take Tums, there's no assuaging it in any right. way. It's can't just like, having to deal like with it. Drink milk? Or, no. Or, can't drink milk, can't drink pepto. water. No. Once it, once it hits, it's just a matter of, okay, well, now I have to wait out this Gotta pain. Got to ride it out. What yeah. is it called? Terrible. Gastritis? Gastritis. Gastritis. And yeah. there is no... Uh, how do medication you, how do you or fix the what happens? Well, the, what you're supposed to do is there's a preventative. You have to take omeprazole or some type of Pepsid or, you know, there's a preventative medicine that tells your body to not produce as much acid. So uh, gotcha. combine that with actually eating a healthy diet. So I was probably eating Taco Bell three times a day at the time. Sure. So then your body just yeah. can't process it. So, you know, all that together, it's just, it's the worst. You're basically rolling around left and right. It, it, you, oh it God, feels like imagine. burning. Is that how it feels? Or it's just like a knife, like a sharp, like a... Like it's a, not a knife. And it doesn't feel like a burn. Because like when you feel a burn, it, you think of an external Like pain. a sizzle, yeah. I don't know how to describe like what a burn on the inside feels like, feels like, but that's what that was. And I would say that was the worst pain of that kind, but I wouldn't say it was the, the most painful sure. thing. Like when I, I broke my forearm, um, I remember that. that. That was the most painful thing. Yeah, and I have a very like vivid memory of that. So. Well, it didn't help that mom and dad didn't believe you, and so we went bike riding for a couple of days. And then <sighs> you had to mow the lawn with it. Oh, remember yeah. that? We were doing all kinds of like yeah. So they, <laughs> this was like, you know, the uh, my version of the Me Too movement. I was trying to explain <laughs> that. I was trying to explain oh, that my um, mowing the lawn. We would ride our bikes, going off curbs, and doing all kinds of stuff. So I, they didn't believe me that it was broken. I think just because I don't know if I held the pain in. I mean, it, well, we would go biking and you'd go down curves, go ow, <laughs> ow, <laughs> and whatever. And like there was bruising, so you got it fishing. You got it fishing because yeah. I think like you fell on a, on a like okay, like the the shore of the lake was just all smooth rocks, but of course there was just one Arizona jutting sharp like slate or whatever. And of course, Greg falls and right on it, yeah. Uh, and so. You had it broken for at least a day because then we came home. Oh, yeah, we stayed at the lake. And the while. first thing we did was like just go bike riding or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think we only went over to Jeans because we were going up at stage and you were like, ow, ow, <laughs> ow, ow. And then dad made us move along because we were gone for like a couple yeah. of weeks. So Greg's like, ow, ow, just mowing the lawn. <laughs> so it was a good two or three days before you're like, no, this seriously hurts. And then they find yeah. out it. And did they have to re-break it? They, re-break they usually it. do. Yeah. It yeah, could be like three hours and they had to re-break it. Yeah. It was days before they're yeah. like, oh, maybe this isn't just a sprained I just, middle I, of your forearm. No, no, <laughs> no CPS call cut. for that? No. Wow. It was just, uh, I remember almost losing consciousness. Oh and 
you know, being, I don't know, what we were, 10 years old or something. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. Lindsay um, wasn't. No, I wasn't born yet. It was the 90s, so no soup, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to, I, I, I like thinking about it like I broke it fishing, like I was trying to catch a, a, a you know, 800 Like a marlin. <laughs> like a marlin. Shark, <laughs> a marlin, yeah, and it, it came out of the water and speared my bone. No, no, I broke it trying to get a net. And, and go over and catch a fish that someone else had caught, actually. Yeah. Right? And dude, it, was a small, it was a small, like, fish, dude. It was like, yeah, they were like, it's not that big of a deal. You didn't have to break your arm for this. <laughs> I felt so bad because, when you, like I said, you look back and it's just this smooth rock shore. And then wow. there's just there's this one flagstone made of, like, shale and onyx or something. And Greg just goes... Oh, right on it. And God damn, dude. Did you cry when you fell on oh, it? Oh, heck yeah. I just, Ugh. I was seeing stars. You know, there's something about a very intense, acute pain that just feels wrong. Something yeah. feels yeah. wrong. Like, yeah. you feel like there's something wrong with your body. Yeah. Um, and that was one where I, uh, something's wrong here. You know what I thought yeah. you were going to say? Remember when we were at Dora's as kids um, and you try to climb the spiked fence? Yeah. And you like sliced your hand. It was just like... Yeah, they I had thought, one of those like gothic ornate fences that actually have like a spike uh, on top. Probably not, you know, California building code compliant <laughs> sure. nowadays. But I remember climbing on it. You know, you're like eight years old. I and I did spear the, the middle of my palm with that. Yeah, uh, that didn't actually hurt as much, dude. But it, there was uh, blood. Yeah, blood galore. I, I mean, thought I a, thought that was going to be a it. blood vessel. So yeah, the flesh. What, what did they do with that? Did they just bandage it up and? Oh, probably. I, I mean, I think Dad there, comes out with a... candy in his underwear. I want to honk the horn for you. I've never officially broken a bone. Like, never actually seen, like, okay, it's broken. Um, the acute pain is probably what brings up more uh, for me. It was, I was on deployment, actually. And uh, I used to be an aviation electrician. So I used to, work, I used to work on planes. And the plane I worked on was an ET Su Hawkeye. The, it's a big radar you know, prop plane, and it had hatches above the two pilots. So their, you know, air pressure integrity latches to to close the actual doors. So I was working on the plane. Wait, what, wait, what does that mean? So right above like, the cockpit or the, uh, the pilot, there's a hatch that can open up. It's a window, but it has to be pressure tight. So it's like a, a mechanism that has springs and it's a pulley and it, it locks in place. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, usually you just close it and it's not a big deal. But for whatever this this specific plane, um, the handle was kind of tilted. So when I went to close it and latch it, it latched right on my fingertip. Uh. Uh, I had never seen stars ever in my life from pain, and that just. I had my eyes closed when it happened, and I saw a burst of stars in my oh. eyes, oh. just white flashes like in my eyes, because there's the just the pain receptacles were just. Can you still hear the sound? It wasn't really a sound because it was literally just the the tip of my finger. Oh, on the nail. On the actual, you can actually see it. Oh. See how it's like oh. jutted out to the side. Yeah, right yeah, here? yeah, yeah. Show them. See how it's like oh. kind of sideways. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't think the fucking finger. It's like less than an inch of your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was the most painful thing yeah, well, I've ever dude, felt in my the life. The fingertips intentionally yeah, all those nerves have too. all the nerve mm-hmm. endings for right. touching. and Right. So it latched onto oh my, my fingertip God. and I couldn't immediately pull it off because it was stuck there. And like just a little spurt of blood like, like to, to the oh. side of the. <laughs> from, from under the nail? 
just the side. It just went, yeah, from, I guess then. Yeah, I think it was in the nail. Just like spurred out, and uh, I had you know I finally got it out, and I just kind of just held my hand and had my eyes closed because I was nauseous immediately, nauseous right after I did it. And then I were you scared to look at it? Like shit, it's gone. No, I just I'm like I would have been that hurt yeah. so much. <laughs> finally went down to medical, and they're like they just wrapped it and then um, sent me on my way. And I, I couldn't sleep that night. It kept throbbing. Every time I, I would, like, yeah. my heart rate would, you know, yeah. push blood into it. It would just throb and, and like, re-experience it every time. So eventually I came down and I saw a different guy. And he's like, oh, you're supposed to take Vicodin with for this, something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he gave me Vicodin. And he's like, you're supposed to elevate it, too. So above your heart. You, yeah. you just keep it above your heart. And that's, Yeah. How long did it take worst. to kind of dissipate and like go away? Uh, probably about five nights. So like before. you unwrapped it, like uh, oh, when I unwrapped uh, it, yeah, it was like a week, probably a week, and the nail was already all cracked open, purple. And, yeah, it was Jeez, bad. Dang, at least you didn't lose it. Well, the nail came off. I mean, oh, never felt, mind, like, you lost it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, whenever, you, shit. Okay. whenever you have a blood underneath your, <laughs> whenever you have blood underneath your fingernail, it's gonna separate. So it, oh. it all separated and because I've off. had like I you know I've had something like that happen, but the purple the blood just mm-hmm. kind of like grew out right of it. it didn't, I, didn't, I, I thought maybe that's what happened, but you straight lost the fucking nail. Yeah, yeah, it fell off. Oh. And I've I've done the same thing to my thumb, and I still have like scar tissue under it. It was from a sliding door. Same thing. So th- those those doors don't have sensors to where if they feel that there's resistance, oh man, this is gonna... this is a plane from the seventies. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, they didn't give a shit about people. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. The engineers are like, it works? Cool. Ship it out for manufacturing. You know? They're not going to care about that. Wow. But, but like, as far as prolonged pain, too, like, I have had um, just a, a subtle back injury that my back will just kind of... Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't even know what it... They, uh, the doctor told me is it's a sprain strain. So, over time, my... Uh, lower lumbar lumbar muscles just kind of give out and so i can't su- fully support my upper body and it just feels like someone's taking a dagger to the back of my lower back i'm sure it has something to do with my skeletal structure where it, it doesn't support it very well because i drive and for a lot for my work and i go up ladders go into attics and and then i'll get home and just lay down so that's not good that's- for it so i've learned to do stretches and you know circulation for a while i used to just ice and heat my back every time i got home but once I started learning my stretches, and then it doesn't ever really come back. Yeah, anybody who knows what that feel, that knife in the back Dude, feeling, it's, it's the most terrifying thing. Oh, it's scary. It's That's scary. the yeah. harsh part about it. Like, it does hurt, but it's the more the fact that, okay, I can't lean up without feeling like I'm getting stabbed. Right. Yeah. I, I always equated that because I had that pain, too. I always equated it in my mind. Mm-hmm. I imagined, I think I told you this, Neil, it, it feels like, um, a pile of bricks smushing down on yeah. putty, yeah. where you feel like there's no support for it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's yeah, it's so terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it freaked me out the first time. It's probably the closest we get to being paralyzed without being paralyzed, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Like it, it it's it it's debilitating. It's mm-hmm. completely your. It's I was out for three months, dude. Yeah, like it's, it, it's one of, like you're there and you're like, I hope nobody robs me right because i'll just be like uh can you please leave that at least like, you know what i mean because you've a broken leg a yeah. broken arm a broken shoulder a broken foot even a broken neck you can you can do something you could yeah. get a gun or 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 run you could do something right 
you can get crutches and you know, yeah. or you can find somewhere to hide if you. But uh, your back, dude, you, you're you're absolutely just useless. So useless. You're, fu- you're completely fucking. You're you're not. You have zero value as a living entity. Yeah. You, you're nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Last you year, shit, I, piss, and I, cry. I dude. I was taken out by my back for about almost four months. Do you remember that last year? I do. That's From why like yeah. March to almost June to where literally every day of your life is like on flat or you know yeah. laying down or yep. some ways that you don't injure yourself even more. You got to do the rollout to stand ro- up. Oh, yep. the worst. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. Dude, and it's worse when like when you've been still or maybe asleep for a while and so for a second for you're like okay this precise moment I feel no pain yeah. okay so today That's we're gonna hit the slot machine and see where we go so you go okay I'm gonna move my leg the knee and you're like oh that and, and, yeah. and you have to you hold your breath like okay and you're like okay and then at some point you finally just go ah, yeah. ah, 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 ah. dude yeah. That's the worst part, dude. When it's and it's different and it all the all time, the dude. Your, yeah. You're your like body. sometimes it's if you just like bend your knee on the out or just in, or if you yeah. and sometimes you're like, oh, I have a little bit more movement today. But if it's like, oh, if you tilt your head to the side uh, and and you know think about Russia and then <laughs> eat a banana upside down and then fart into zero gravity on your left toe. <laughs> Boom! Then you're back. It's like it's just like someone dipped a knife in lava and just like slid it up your spine. Yeah. And then you're just back down for the count, dude. I freaked out Steph um, probably two years into us dating. Like I had a, an episode where I, I do the same thing. I had a seizure. Like I, I was asleep and I turned a certain way and it just spasmed. And I was freaking out. Like I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, what's going on? I'm like, my back is, is seizing up. Like you're I can't. Frozen. It was a full on um, just like Charlie horse in my lower back. Oh. And uh, I'm like, call, call somebody. And she called the paramedics. And by the time they got there, it was like half an hour later. It like let go. I'm like, right. Never mind, guys. It was false alarm. Yeah. Um, it was just an episode. God. And I was out for two weeks after that. I had to like ice it and heat it. That was before I learned those strategies. Dude, this is just the old man podcast. It is the old man <laughs> podcast. <laughs> look, look, I, so what about these millennials <laughs> on your lawn, huh? Huh? I, I think a lot of people love me. In Who's Doja category. Cat? What's that about? <laughs> what happens if you call a paramedic and it's a false alarm? Do they bill you? No, they didn't bill me. No. I, I, I've, heard, I've heard that from people that it's at least $500, which is why people don't. I mean, is that an urban legend? No, if they do, if, if they, they transport do stuff you. to you or transport you, yeah, or if they find out you called because you're fucking around. But if they see yeah. it's like a husband and wife and the emergency has passed, they go, okay, that's, okay. That, that, yeah, that's fine. But if they, you know, if they give you medicine and they do stuff to you at yeah. the very least, there'll, there'll be something. Or, and yeah, if they transport you. And, okay. Because I thought I was going to have to like go in and get one of those. Um, Forgot what revolvers called. No, put me out. Yeah. No, there was a there's a a shot they gave me the first time, where it immediately like reduced the swelling in my lower back. I I thought that's what I was gonna have to go in for because it just wasn't letting go. Like um, epidural. Epidural. It's not an epidural. It's it starts with a T. Tepidural. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what it's called. Tranquilizer. The epidural. (laughs) The epidural. The epidural. Yeah. No, but the first time they they gave me that, it's kind of like a steroid almost, where it just let my muscles relax, and then eventually I yeah muscle relaxers and Vicodin and all kinds of Dude, crap you need that, that had combo. to like. Yep. Oh man, it, those three months were awful, and then I I went through like shock therapy for for physical therapy and learned stretches while I was there, and 
It was awful. I, that's why I gave Greg the, those diodes you stick mm-hmm. for the current right. to keep it going. It's, that shit's amazing. It's amazing. Yep. It actually fell under workers' comp because the doctor classified it as just repetitive, uh, the driving and then the climbing and the you know, oh, my, nice. nature of my job that it was the cause of it. So they actually had people like come out and investigate me and give me interviews. And yeah, they yeah, saw me nice. like because we met at a park. I don't know why, but they saw me getting out of the car, taking pictures and shit and to make sure I wasn't like faking it. Yeah. Because you've seen those where like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a fireman claims back injuries, but. He goes to like Hawaii and he's like throwing his kid in the air. Going on the to beach. the zip line, a yeah. parachute. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I think that's a real one. Just but... Punching himself in the neck for no reason. What game do you wish you could play for the first time all over again? Game as in like literally any game that exists? Video game, Gregory. A video game, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it to clarify. He's no, like, I, Greg I, only. I did think about this He's before. Like, squid game. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. For the, and last. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I think the way that, at least the way that I thought about this question was, you know, the games are enjoyed in different ways. There are some games games that age better with time. You play them multiple times, you get better, you know what to expect, so you start focusing on other things, and they become very enjoyable. Um, and, you know, and even though they may be better, you know, like from a long-term sense, uh, they may not necessarily have had, like, the biggest impact. So that's the way I, I was trying to think about the video game they had the, the biggest, most mind-blowing initial impact to me. And the game that I thought about was Super Mario 64. And the reason I thought that was because it was to go from where you were before that game, that was the one you, you that was your game, right? In our era or just in our in our world, that was the game. Because like to go from where you were before, which was flat graphics, you know, unidirectional gameplay to suddenly this open world, three-dimensional, uh, 360 movement thing. It was it was so mind-blowing. It was like, what was that movie where it was all in black and white and all the kids started having sex and then they started going in color? Was it Pleasant, Pleasant, Pleasantville? Pleasant, yeah, yes. Pleasantville. I, I equate it, it to that. Toby McGuire? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Of the mom masturbates a tree on fire. That's yes. Right. She was, but it was just it was just so mind blowing because you Dude, do you remember the first time we walked into Toys R Us? Yes. And saw the kiosk and we're like Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't look like TVs, it looked like windows in, like into a different world. Exactly. And we're like, wait, you you can move into this it was to this day the and it'll it'll probably be this way until the end of time until something major happens like the biggest jump yeah in in right. in, in in video games that that jump from the, to the NES to the 64 that's the it's basically what Jurassic Park did for film because if you look at yeah. pre Jurassic Park movies and then post Jurassic Park movies in terms of special effects and complete CGI it's a it's a different world well it's so different that just kind of branching here for Jurassic Park that 
juxtaposition of CG was either claymation or what they did. Stop motion or yeah. 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 It was that defining. It, that like, was a big jump. So yeah, NCC4. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I imagine the, the same way that, you know, the, the generations before us, even the ones that didn't have video games to so suddenly having Pong. They'll tell you what oh, an insane right. experience being able to move your hand and controlling this video graphic yeah. is. Uh, that same level of evolution is kind of like I feel like what we experience. Yeah. And kids nowadays, you, you know, won't know what it's like not to have a three-dimensional engine in their video games. So to try to tell them, hey, imagine what it was like to have only two D graphics, then go to three D. It's just it's an unfair yeah. Yeah. Uh, request, but it was just so mind blowing, and there to be a story and an open world. Um, and by the way, and, and the controls on that game are just so amazing. I would kill to play that and experience it for the first time again just because of that brand new experience that you just can't replace. Dude, do you remember, uh, I f- forget the world it is, but when where you have to dive down to the pirate ship and then eel comes yeah. out? And yes. You have to just, remember yes. how that like... That sense of dread. Yeah, it yes. was just scary, dread. dude. Yeah. Like, yes. oh my God, dude, I'm going down. <laughs> and then it was just in the space and then the yep. eel, and you're like, oh shit. You have to be a certain age to understand just the impact, the the, the synapses firing, the, yeah. the brand new elements of your brain that have never been there. It is, yeah. Processed and sparked before are now. Kids today grow up with that. You yeah. know what I mean? And so they're just like, yeah. I mean, even if they don't play games, you still have like Pixar movies and think like we're just three D is normal. Three D is three D is three D, and all these movies have special effects. It's not a big fucking deal. Yeah. But like, uh, man, yeah, e- even as innovative as the Oculus is, for example. It doesn't feel like the biggest jump Same to jump, me. Yeah. It, it it seems like oh well this is new this is more immersive but it doesn't feel like you said you worded it very interestingly the parts of your brain that were unlocked that were never firing before and I felt like that was something that we experienced with this game you're moving your your thumb in a circle and you're watching this little dude move in yeah. real time with that and jump around and go and you know wall kick off of a castle you're like well, this is insane I think. The next step that you would kind of experience that with is uh, I talked to Neil about this a couple of times. Um, I'm actually forgetting what the damn name is. It's basically a it's a headset, but it's for AR augmented reality. So you're seeing your environment, and the game is built into your world. So like the example they were using was Minecraft. So on your table oh, is a Minecraft you level, me that. and so you can move in any angle, and it's still there as if those blocks and those characters are on your fucking table. Like as if we are sitting here right now at this table, as if it were right there. Yes, it's called AR, augmented reality. Wow. I forgot what the head. You know how called. like in Star Wars, where they pull yeah, they the have map the, for the, the next mission yeah. and it just pops up in front of everyone. It's like walk. a hologram. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Hololens. That's what it's called. It's Microsoft's project that they aren't really doing anything for, nothing for gaming really. It's mostly for like workspace, and you could put like your screens all on your walls. Yeah, it'll be for porn in about like <laughs> oh, yeah. just the second it goes public. But it's right. it's cool because like they were they were um, demoing it, and then they had the person's camera had the same tech to see whatever the you know it was producing. So in the camera, they were panning around this blank table, and it's an entire Minecraft world. Wow. Yeah. I think you sent me that video. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it. It's from like so 2015. It it's looks, old, too. It looks so fake. Yeah. That's how good it looks. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> looks that like, makes sense. It's like looking at the Grand Canyon. You ever you right. remember what that looked like? Yeah. You go, this looks like a painting. Yeah, you're it's fucking so, me. It's so yeah. real. It's yeah. fake. Yeah. Yeah. So for like yeah. VR, you're, you're interacting almost the same way. You're just in the view, right? It's closer to your eyes. Yeah. But for like 
AR to have it in your world. Can you imagine walking around your hallway and playing BT with no. a HoloLens? <laughs> no, I cannot. It's, <laughs> no. it's a total escape. No, Ken. It's a complete escape. Ken. Let's do it. I'm down. Let's build a maze. Ken. Look at my eyes. <laughs> but could you imagine, Neil? Ken. No. <laughs> I'm PTing my pants right now. I think that would be that similar jump that you're talking about. Yeah. That would be insane. It's it's a completely different way to interact with what you're what you're looking at. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. What's yours, Lindsay? Um so I'm well I'm gonna go, go a little bit more like present time. But I was gonna say Last of Us, but I'm gonna say um, Horizon Zero Dawn. You played that? I did play that. Did you beat it? I did beat it. When? Um when it came out, I don't know. Twenty seventeen? Yeah. Before me. Oh, so right. <laughs> That's that's one of the reasons why. I didn't know that. Yeah, nice, that's dude. one of the reasons Neil why just me. I liked it. <laughs> I did a lot. <laughs> There's very few video games that, um, when it comes to combat, that I can beat because I'm not that great. So that game being combat driven and that's, yeah, that's a pretty stealth, difficult game. Yeah, and I actually played it through, you know, the whole thing and the whole storyline, and I was so in, you know engulfed in it, and I loved it. Um, so yeah, there's no nostalgic, you know, feeling backstory like what, <laughs> what you sure. had, Greg. But just because I, it was one, yeah, one of the few games that I have on my list that I've actually played beginning to end and beat, and the graphics are just so good. And yeah, they are. Yeah, and Dude, I, and that's like first gen PS4. Like it's yes. kind of in the beginning of the PS4 thing. I've never played to it. To this day, it oh, looks like a studio. Okay. That studio knows what they're doing. Guerrilla <laughs> Games. Fuck, man. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. It's it's great and there's that, that's your modern Zelda. Yes, yeah. it, it is. really is. Yeah, because there's um, like um, uh, other other games that have that combat. Sometimes I <laughs> get a little scared, so I have to like play it during the daytime. But that's one of the games where even the the fighting scenes, beca- I guess, because they're animals ish. You know, it's not machinimals. Machine, yeah, machine animals. Um, it's not like as scary. So I was able to like continuously play it and not like be. Yeah. Freaked out and, I, and like play it and actually like get good at combat and stuff like that. So One of the fun. best feelings I remember in that game was the first time you um, take over a a long strike. The one those tall ones that open up a map. Oh yes, where you With climb the long, up. long neck. Yeah, and then thing. you like into their head, and then you like swing off, and you like open up the yeah. whole map, and the, oh yeah, man. all the all the moves. I mean, which is a lot of the PlayStation, you know, the games now. But a lot of the the combat moves when it shows that animation, you just feel so cool when you're playing and it. And when you're tearing off pieces of them. Yeah, and oh, and the yeah. controller was able at the time like feel that, which I'm sure it's even going to be better now on the five. But yeah. um, yeah, that that game I think was was so cool. I would yeah, I would love to play that one. No, you beat that. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah, it was one of my favorites. And the it. twist at the end, where mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you'll have to play it, Greg, at some point. Nice. Yeah, I can. You have to play it. I know I have to play it. <laughs> it's we'll installed right play now. It together. <laughs> um, mine was uh, so for Greg, the way you were talking about it, re-experiencing it, it's almost you'd have to go back in time. Like your mind would have to go back. Uh, you'd have to erase all of your future experiences I mean. past that yes. point. Yes. So for me. I picked a game that I'd re-experience today. Like, if it was a game I missed out on, like, Horizon, uh, you know, Forbidden Dawn. Uh-huh. Um, like, this game that came out was very good, and I just, whatever reason, I didn't ever play it. And now I get to play it now. So this is a game I picked. was uh, Dead Space 2. Son of a bitch! Uh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it's a good game. It's a good game. <laughs> and 
for that because I, I mean it's everything I've played leading up to that including the first Dead Space um, and then even after that there isn't really a game similar to Dead Space 2 as far as the quality of its programming its controls the storytelling the graphics of its time was that was that one um, Xbox exclusive the second one no no it was on PS3 also yeah um, but the 360 was the, the version you wanted to play because it was Everything was always like more laggy on PS3. Okay, yeah. That title is so vague. So for people like me who have never played it, what's Dead Space? Yeah, you so have. You watch me and Josh play it. So Dead yeah. Space, um, the creator, his intent was to make the scariest game he could make. It was, so it was space themed, obviously. Okay. So it's in um, it's very tight corridors on a on a ship. The first game, um, I think it's yeah. The first game takes place on this ship called the Ishimura, and it's a planet cracker. So they crack the planet, and then they harvest parts of the planet and, you know, ship it back. Um, but they end up finding on the first planet is this, this monarch that basically possesses people and makes them turn into what's called oh, necromorphs. And I Greg's see. just now seeing the beginning scene of Dead Space 2. Oh but look horrifying. at this. This is real-time graphics. That's not a pre-rendered cutscene. So that's happening in real time on Very the game. Very nice. Yeah. So the programming, the level of, oh, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like oh, Resident Evil God. meets. Uh, so it's like Star Resident Evil meets Alien. Yeah, and the really great part about the gameplay is you you have to dismember these zombies. They're called necromorphs. So because each individual body part could actually just kind of regrow or like move on its own. So you have to you you, you uh, can adjust your aim with your guns. So like on your your reticle, it actually changes shape. So you get like different levels of guns that do like horizontal or vertical. Um, the first weapon you get was actually a tool for engineers that will cut like rock. So he can either make it go you know vertical or horizontal, and like you know cut off the limbs and in certain directions. And then you can go up and like actually stomp the body so it actually efficiently kills it. So it's not just headshots. Like you can Jeez. knock its head off and it still moves. Oh my God, <laughs> that's insane. I, That'd be and, the worst. Like we're looking, we're watching a video of this this. Like alien with uh, like two spears coming out of his back. So it's also like thing. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, oh, John Carpenter. Yeah. John Carpenter's oh, the thing. Yeah. So it's very movie. much like that where the person gets possessed. They are just no longer a person anymore. They're just yeah. flesh and, and mutation and, and spikes and teeth. Um, so the the level of detail they put in this and this, on top of like the programming challenges they had for this too. Because in the first game, there's a part where uh, the main character gets you know, grabbed by his foot in this whole, uh, corridor and dragged to the outside. And so he's upside down and you, the whole camera turns around. Oh. And he has to, you have to shoot the monster that's holding you up. And they said that the creator was talking about it. It took him like months to get this right. Cause you had to get the animation to pull him. You had to get the animation of him actually getting stuck on it. And then it being pulled together all at one time and then rotating the camera. <laughs> but so, so why would you, what about the game of Dead Space Two? Of Dead Space Two, would you want to like makes you want to? Because I love experience again for the first time. I love Dead Space One so much that when I played Dead Space Two, I had high expectations, and it met those and more. So it was just the, the you know the lead up to it, and then the execution of Dead Space Two was just always a good experience for that game. And the whole way through, it's never dull. It's never like drug on. It's never repetitive. Um, 
There's always like new like scenarios that come through the game. Is that the one where the chapters reveal the twist about the girl? So the or is that am I thinking of the first one? The f shit, I don't remember. So basically, in the second game, he gets back. So he he uh, he sol kind of solves the mystery of the, the Ishimura, and he comes back to whatever planet he's on, and um, he's in a psych ward because this monarch has kind of messed with his brain, and so throughout the game, you don't know if he's hallucinating or not. Oh wow! And it's his it's his dead wife that's kind of like possessing him, and then like pops up here and there, or you don't know if it's really her. I don't know. It, it, I don't remember too much about that part but it is uh more psychological in the second game right and a better like executed story um I, i'm glad to see when when video game franchises can do that like the second game becomes such an enhanced like i i think of resident evil that way mm -hmm. the first one was sort of experimental they didn't know how successful it was going right. to be but then by the second one they're like okay well we have the mechanics down yeah. we're just gonna improve like they just dug their heels in and just went for it everything yeah. and mm -hmm. everything about it was so much better so it's hard not not to love that yeah yeah this, this is terrifying footage though <laughs> there's all a, of these creatures they look like straight out of john carpenter's thing exactly there's a, there's a version for the switch uh or not the switch i'm sorry the wii oh extraction and, and uh yeah and the beginning of that game you you're on Mars and you're extracting, you're digging up whatever, and then uh, you you your whole crew finds like the beacon or whatever the fuck that thing is. Yeah, the the monarch or whatever it's called. I don't remember. Yeah, what it's whatever. It's it's bad. It sends a signal of badness to everybody. Anyway, it's basically a, a it's like a spire of evil. Right. That just that's a good corrupts way. Corrupts everybody's mind. Right. So you're this guy, and then you just see everybody slowly just kind of lose their shit, and so then you're running back into your head, the building of wherever the construction facility is and then like more and more people are going crazy and so you have to, like you have to, you're, all you have is like your construction tool your welding yeah. tool mm -hmm. and you have, to, you have to kill people who are like coming after you or whatever and then you're going back up you're trying to try, trying to find your way back out to your trying to find out whatever mm -hmm. escape and you're just killing killing these necromorphs that are just going crazy left and right and at, at the end of the first chapter like eventually you just there's more enemies than you have ammunition yep and you just and they just swarm you and die and they just start just murdering you and then the camera pans out and they're all normal people and you were the one that went insane and you were killing all these innocent people thinking they are necromorphs <laughs> and they were just normal people in security trying to stop you the whole entire time. Whoa! And so he's been exposed to it longer than everybody else. Yeah, and that's oh and that's gosh. that's how the opening of the game starts. I'm like, wait, I'm dead. I died. And then it pans out and there was just a bunch of people and they're going, this dude just went insane for like an hour just killing hundreds of people. And, blah, you, blah, blah. and you were in oh. control of that. You, it yeah. was you. And that's how the oh game starts. God, and then chapter two starts cool. with like the main character yeah. of like whatever. And dude, that's wow. when I, I was playing the Wii. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. That should be a movie. It's yeah. good. It, it's that's that good. Fun. Yeah. It's like, like its own franchise. I, unfortunately, the third game had the EA effect. Oh, microtransactions and shit. Multiplayer. Oh, it was. It became an action shooter in the third game. Oh, kind of like what happened with Resident Evil Six. Six or exactly five did it too, right? Five had co-op. Yeah, but five is fun. I like. I like Resident Evil Five. <laughs> Boulder punching. Yeah, exactly, fucking. dude. <laughs> did you hear that Heisenberg in Final and Resident Evil Eight says that? In, in, in the final oh, fight yeah, against does. Heisenberg, in the field, yeah, he goes so, says something like, "You and that boulder punching, yes, right. guy." To, yeah, just oh, makes a quick cool. reference. He's re that. referencing Resident yeah. Evil Five. Nice. It's funny he even knows that. about that, but yeah, I know. It was, yeah. yeah, 
Um, so for me, um, Super Mario 64. <laughs> um, no, so there's a game that, I mean, there's a lot. There's like, you know, Last of Us 1, 2. There's, there's a ton of games. Um, Final Fantasy 6, 7, things like that. Um, but there's actually uh, a game I played earlier this year where um, it, it had me in suspense and had me, me, me intrigued for like a long time like throughout the whole play. And then, man, it's just about those last twists that just have me like, I drop, I, it's on Steam. I drop my mouse and I'm like, Okay, well, I'm not playing anything from this developer again because I only have <laughs> one heart. <laughs> Jesus, um, it's called The Witch's House. It's on Steam. It's 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 2D pixelated, uh, top down. It's like a puzzle, whatever. Um, but it's like a horror puzzle. So basically, um, you're this girl, Viola, um, and you get lost in the forest, um, and you take shelter in this house or whatever and it ends up being a witch's house um and that's when you see you know as you're exploring the house you find notes saying that this is a witch's name was is it ellen or eleanor or something well actually let me not say it's eleanor the main character is viola who's a young girl wakes up in the middle of the forest her only way out of the forest is completely blocked off by roses her only option is to enter a mysterious house um, she must try to survive the magical and dangerous house, which is possessed by the spirit of a former witch. During her stay in the house, Viola encounters many strange phenomena inside. Oh, Ellen. I'm sorry, Ellen. She finds diary entries written by the current house's resident, a witch girl named Ellen, detailing her past and how she, Ellen killed her parents due to the mistreatment of her. Um, anyway, so the point is, is that like, you know, you're, it's it's spooky it's like PT, but 2D pixelated from top down or whatever. Oh, so is it? Are we talking like 32-bit graphics or this is mm, 16? I'd 3D. say 16-bit graphics, like okay. like old Pokemon games. When you're like the little character. It's like Secret of Mana. Oh, okay. Kind of just pixels. Pixels. Yeah. Just, that looks pretty cool. That that does look very. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's like that. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's really. Cool. I R- love that style. RPG maker. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, very beautiful. That's act. The, the art styles made me go. Huh. And then the price made me go. <laughs> and the game made me go. Made me go. And so you're escaping this witch or whatever, and then um, at the end, like, you get to the top of the, the bedroom, or whatever, and you see like this mangled, horrible, like, ah, witch, whatever, and she's crawling at you, like, oh shit, and she starts chasing you, up the, and then you run outside the house, you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. And then uh, the first time you beat the game, you're like, ah, shit, and you escape the end. Congratulations. But then it's like, congratulations on getting one of the endings. I'm like, what do you mean one of the fucking endings? Fuck it. So if you find all the actual notes or whatever, the, the items, the trinkets, or whatever, you get the, the true ending, which is at the very end, you read it and you find out that, like, the witch switched bodies with you. So you've been the witch the whole time. And the girl who was crawling is actually Viola. And what the witch did, she, the witch just wanted to get out of her own house. And so she had to switch bodies with somebody. So, so she was stuck. So she what she did, she mutilated her own body. She cut her legs and, 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 uh, and, uh, and arms off and, cut and gouged her eyes out. And then she switched bodies with you. 
So then you're so you were actually the witch the whole game. And then so when you see her, that's actually her. And then so but this time the truth, and as you're running out, you see her father. And you and you, the witch, goes, Daddy, 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 there's a scary witch, whatever. And then the witch is like, Father, Father. Oh, no. And he goes, Oh no, and he takes shock and just blows her her, oh, her head off. Yeah. And then you go, ha and then you see her like smile the screen and then walk out, and that's <gasps> the end of the game. Oh, oh my god. Oh, my <laughs> The, the, the dad just killed his own daughter, but he doesn't know. He just, right. he thinks, dude, and I'm like, I would have been fine with that first ending, <laughs> dude. I didn't need, why did I get all the tri-? So, yeah, that game, I wish I could have never played that game. <laughs> no, I, yeah, that was, that game, like, yeah, man, that, that was one of those games where it's just, you know, same thing with like Last of Us 2, which you need to beat, dude. Um, It just leaves you gutted in a beautiful way yeah you know yeah. In, in that weird raining on a funeral way right where it's not bad mm-hmm. it's just like the entire movie the crow all in one emotion <laughs> you know what i mean does that make sense yeah. yeah um yeah man that 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 was that was uh that, that was super impactful that was probably the last game besides last of us 2 since last of us 2 that got me like uh, wait so the whole time and the, and the father did, and then the corpse of what you now know is actually the girl in the witch's body just head just blown open man and then just like the end as and it starts to rain like in the forest or whatever that's and so like, messed up Jesus Christ dude yeah actually Sounds that's like not my answer why movie. would I want to do that again? <laughs> I don't, what I you know what fucking Tetris Tetris is my answer I want to do Tetris again that was fun <laughs> And uh, uh, what is the best live concert you've ever been to, Ken? I've been to a few. I'm a big metalhead. I like a lot of genres, but um, I've always steered towards metal just because I like repetitive and um, technical beats and, and, you know, just cool solos and shit. But uh, a band I've always, always kind of leaned towards, and I, I kind of found them early in my musical listening career, is uh, Tool. Um, they're just, just a whole other ne- a whole other level. They they can't even really classify them in any genre. You can like say the rock, but you can't compare apples to apples with Tool to any other band really out there. And even um, the singers' other other um, projects like a Perfect Circle and Pussifer, I think is the other one. I don't really listen to that one, but Tool. I've been listening to them since ninety seven. I would say. And uh, I'd never seen them in live. I, I'd seen plenty of shows, um, good probably thirty or forty concerts under my belt. And uh, Tool just never, I, either I couldn't afford it at the time, or I was deployed, or whatever, you know. And uh, 2019, my wife Stephanie, she bought me tickets to go for my birthday, and that was just before. No, it was 2020, because it was just before the pandemic. Um, so oh. it was February 2020. We went. Oh, that is just before just the before. pandemic. Yeah, 
Because I had a couple other That's when we were hearing about it. Yeah. But didn't do anything about it. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I had, I had like three other concerts lined up that year. But anyway, Tool. So it was a good like closer. And, uh, closer slash super spreader event. Exactly. Well, actually, he, he got COVID from that tour. Oh, no way. Yeah. He was, I think he um, finally came down with it when he was in, uh, in New Zealand. Um, he got it bad, too. He had, you know, rheumatoid arthritis and... All kinds of. Um, oh, he got rocked by yeah, by did. the original string. Yeah, and his lungs got kind of messed up. He has damage, on, um, but he's recovering. But anyway, Tool that was the best concert I've ever been to. Like, I've heard good things that that uh, like they never disappoint and they be like I gotten better. Yeah, in all these decades, like they they, they didn't like taper off. They don't they don't they don't call in show. They right. just, they're just always balls it's out, full blown. Like, and then the laser show they have is masterfully engineered like I've never seen it, it looks like CG but in real life like just the laser show that they put on and that and the audio quality obviously you can just you can hear them evenly at all parts like in any part of the stage you're in or the audience you can just hear them perfectly dude that's such an underappreciated uh, job yeah the, the sound, the sound design, engineering, and, yeah. Engine and, and the house is mm-hmm. like it takes because every venue is different, and you have to calculate the right. speakers and the sounds and every instrument and how it gets mic'd up, and then how then the, do the volume checks and the mic checks for everything, and then you have to uh, account for mm-hmm. how many people are going to be there, the the light that the, the, the temperature like yeah. to get it like that. That's so much more, and then like. The, the, I mean, obviously the band's a band, but they get all the credit. And like, you guys sound great, but it's like, dude, they wouldn't sound like shit without the exactly. engineer guys. Yeah, exactly. Doing the mic test and the sound check beforehand, like it's such a What's no. No one thanks them, dude. No <laughs> one knows their name, and they're the heroes of like, yeah. I think the best part about that show was the drummer, Danny Carey. He's my favorite drummer too, and uh, just the level of of musicality in his his drums are in, insane he tells a story through his drums and when you listen to the album you're like oh that's probably played over or like he has multiple tracks played together. no he fucking plays all of it at one time like because he has his kit and then he has um sample boards that he hits too um so he's playing like almost like a synthesizer as well with different tones Damn. and instruments um and just his his level of um what do you call it um it's not separation his isolations between he's doing like this in three four and this is in like seven eight and That's this is you know he's like oh, polyrhythm polyrhythm yeah, yeah it's called polyrhythm yeah i mean just the whole band's polyrhythm is is amazing and pretty much unparalleled uh they even almost called their last album seven because like 95 percent of the album is written in seven time oh dude I can't. <laughs> wow can't dude here's where my brain stops four four <laughs> i can go three four for like a bridge yeah but then i my i just gotta click back in you just alternate the accents Once man you, come on I fucking, I'm just <laughs> it's a lot more than that dude i, I just because yeah. you have to count to eight but you're also accenting on seven and then yeah, yeah. and then you have to write around that different yeah. mm-hmm. i'm just i'm too and then pull it back <laughs> yeah course. i'm yeah. too primitive of a yeah <laughs> You Neanderthal, you can't do seven. <laughs> yeah. You call yourself a musician. What are you, four fourteenths, pussy? <laughs> Greg? Uh, Greg's, I was at that show, Tool. It was really... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I've literally been to so many damn shows mm-hmm. and concerts. Like, mm-hmm. that was one of our hobbies, I could say. Like, in our, you know, late teens and all through my 20s. It was sure. literally shows and concerts, like, every month. 
I'm tempted to probably like call it a, a thrice show because nice. they're my favorite rock band and they get like my juices flowing like I no other band. So you know what Cameo is? Cameo is a it's like an app or a website where okay you, you can um you can pay an artist or musician or a celebrity of some type uh, to give you a video message of some type. Oh, so it's like when you call on the radio to call out the name during a song or something like that yeah it's like that and they'll do a personalized message so you tell them a little bit about yourself or sure. if it's for somebody else you tell them something about them and I did that for Mother's Day so I think our favorite band collectively probably is the same band it's, yeah. it's Thrice and um, the singer Dustin Kensrew uh, yeah. a fantastic gentleman we follow his career and you know his life he's been to a few different places um, and bands uh, he has a cameo and we we did a cameo through him and I gave him some information about you know we're expecting a, a baby pretty soon and he did uh, he essentially just gave her a shout out to this video and said happy Mother's Day and even played a bit of a song one of her favorite songs that's awesome and it's just and it's so beautiful he did it on acoustic guitar yeah yeah his, his acoustic versions are nice yeah it was amazing. have you heard uh, The Wailer are you familiar with that song um, I probably have yes, but yeah, he played the acoustic version of it. Yeah, 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 amazing. And I Is love that, that it was just so personal. Like he was like, "Hey, yeah. Lindsay, you know, so and so here. I heard that you're excited. You know, it was just like it was like just him talking to the camera, cool. and like so like it was like he was talking it to her. But you know, you could tell. Dustin is very ground, you know, uh, what do you call it? Down to earth, down to earth. Yeah, yeah. very grounded and very genuine, and mm -hmm. it was just so heartfelt. I love it. Um, so that was great. But I, I would say the favorite concert the best concert objectively in my opinion that i've been to was um was a radiohead show at coachella nice so they they recently played coachella i don't know what year that was but it was insane they played on the main stage and we were probably 50 feet from the stage and i i had never seen radiohead live yeah but it was i feel like a lot of the concerts and shows that you go to the quality and the experience depends on you know what age where you are at the time yeah. of your life. The Who you're with, too. You're with, absolutely. Yeah, big difference. The people that you're that are accompanying you, um, the setting. Mm -hmm. And there at Coachella, it's, it was at nighttime. It was outdoors. You got that breeze blowing. Yep. Everybody is just a fan, obviously, and we're very close to the stage. And it was just, it was insane and very surreal. They had these monitors that, w that were hanging down, that came down from the from the rafters. I don't know what you call those rafters in musician terms. The ones that are rafters. <laughs> rafters. <laughs> no, the, the scaffolding, I guess, right? Oh, yes. oh yeah. It's like a false work where they like hang lighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh okay. yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. rafters. The rafters. <laughs> no, it's, 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 yeah, it's scaffolding. It is scaffolding. I don't know, because you said rafters. I'm thinking of rafters. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's, that's what, what those are. are. Yeah, the rafters. Okay, yeah, the scaffolding where they, they hook up the... Yeah, yeah there's the like rigs. There's yeah. rigs. So yeah. the rigs are lowering down these 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 monitors that have lights going on yeah. and maybe you've had a few drinks and yep. the breeze is blowing and you know um there's a lot of people but it's also very cool and breezy outside so you feel comfortable and their music is very surreal yeah. and kind of mind-blowing and you can tell they're just into it they're not trying to push a certain image they're not trying to push a certain message they're just creating music that they love and you f you feel that and that was just a mind-blowing, you know, one hour or however long their set was. Maybe it was even an hour and a half. But yeah, yeah, uh, Radiohead at the recent uh, Coachella. I think it was maybe like 2016 yeah, certain, or so. Certain bands, Radiohead, Coldplay, Muse, like they, they just have, I've never been to any of those bands' shows, 
but they strike me as one of those bands where it's like whether or not there was any audience there or not, they'd be performing the exact same way, and so you're just there to experience what they do. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, dude, this isn't even for us. We're just watching them in their own world. Like it's like a, it's like almost like a snow globe of Absolutely. music. And you're like, shake it up. Let's see what happens tonight. And yeah, that's 100. I wish you would have introduced my story with that because that's, <laughs> that's exactly how I would describe that experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So similar to you two, definitely way too many concerts to count. But I, so I, it was. It's really hard to pick one. I think a lot of majority of them were at Coachella, though. Um, I think, although non Coachella concert, I would have to say would be. Panic at the Disco when I've, I've seen them three times now and they're just amazing. I love when artists are just entertaining as well. So yeah. I've been to a few um, like so I went to actually Justin Timberlake. I've seen him twice and one concert was so good. He was interactive with the crowd, which I really like. Um, but then I went to a second concert of his and he just played his set and then that was it. And it felt very detached and, you know, yeah, he's cashing the check. That night. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, so I really like when they're like with the crowd and you, they're they're also you know entertaining and you're joking and they talk. Um, so that's why I like Panic in the Disco. But um, I think the one that stands out to me the most, which because and I think it stands out because I wasn't expecting it to be good. Um, because I have seen, I also went to Coachella the year that Beyonce went and week one and that was just blew my mind, amazing. But it was like I knew she was going to be good, so I was really excited to see her. But so. One of my favorites that I saw at Coachella was um, Hans Zimmer. I knew you could pull that one out. <laughs> oh Absolutely. no, shit! Yes. yes, Hans Zimmer just had a show. He had a show. Just had a show outdoor stage. Yeah, outdoor stage at Coachella, and it was the most. What? When it was announced that he was going to be on on the set list, we all went. But what is he going to do? Because we didn't know. Just every popular movie score of the last thirty years. Yes. yes. Yep. That's exactly what he did. And it was dude, what? It was mind blowing. I couldn't. How big was that ensemble? How big? And so, like, there must have been like eighty strings at least, and uh, people like on the stage in their chairs, and then the, like I said, all the strings and guitar, everything. And God, he just played. It went from Pirates to Inception to Dark Knight to, and then when he did the Lion King, I cried. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it just like turned all like orange and red and yellow, and it was like, and it just went. He brought out the singer. He brought out the singer, and I just like did my little hug on Greg, and I was like, (sighs) and I was like. And I just like, and then I just screamed. <laughs> I don't know why I screamed, and I just cried. And yeah, that was it. Was the most I don't I can't explain it. It was something that like I went because I obviously like, what is he gonna do? I'm intrigued. And then it just started, and it, I I blacked out. It was just I was in it. We were all watching it. It was good. We were probably in the middle of the crowd. Like we weren't right in front, but we were enough to see and. He had either, you know, colors, depending on the movie that he was going, or I think, I don't know if they ever showed scenes of it, like pictures. If not, it was just like the colors, but you could tell like what it, what movie it was. And of course, because we were all famous, but. For like an, like an hour, an hour and a half? Or, or like... Yeah, it was like maybe. It was at night, so it was definitely one of the main people. So it was probably an hour, maybe. That's maybe a little cool. bit how, how, long, how long ago was that? Uh, maybe, yeah. Five, five, five years. Yeah, I can look it up, so I know I posted so. it. Damn. I just remember, yeah, him going on. We went, or him on the, you know, the set list. Hans Zimmer's going to be at Coachella? What the heck? We, yeah, we know him, but what is he even going to do, you know? And then. Dude, know. just everything that slaps. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> this annihilates one. the rest of the fucking. 
So this was uh, 2017. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. 2017 uh, Coachella. Oh, so good. And yeah, I just, I, I posted a, a video on my Instagram, which is all caps. I can die happy because <laughs> <laughs> it was the lagging. But yeah, best, that was probably top, yeah, best concert Especially ever. Especially the way the Circle of Life ended, the way that oh, it ended. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it just, I feel like the whole crowd was so into it. Oh yeah, like because it just hit vibing. that right generation. That, yes, because yeah. and and that song too, it like builds up like na, 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 yeah. and just like the whole and then it can we find it? Oh my god, I'm trying to cry. <laughs> it was just so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And yeah. then just a bunch of flamingos <laughs> went flying, and then giraffes <laughs> went through the crowd. It's fucking crazy. Because yeah, I feel it's just one of those songs. Even if you're not a diehard Lion King fan like me, everyone knows it. Everybody so you just it. like yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're at Coachella, you're like yeah. That's the last place I'd expect. Uh, Hot Zimmer, exactly. That's, that's crazy. crazy. So good. That's cool. <laughs> I love that you're like, I knew you were going to say that. I did. I, I, <laughs> I just, I knew.